You might have noticed earlier this month, we did not have an episode for you in the middle of the month like we usually do. There was a little thing called the ARA show at that time. So since we had this webinar scheduled for after the ARA show, I figured, hey, we'll just wait till that happens and then we'll we'll share that content with you. So this is going to be my conversation with Wayne Harris. We talked about the ARA show, uh, some of the lessons that we learned at the ARA show, and a lot of the things that we're doing here at Point of Rental to help uh, accommodate the rental industry as we try to move into the future of rental. Thanks for listening and uh, enjoy. Welcome to the Front Porch with Brian Beaudry. Hey everyone, welcome to this webinar. It is the ARA Conference Recap. Uh, industry trends and customer feedback uh, with me here is, is Wayne Harris, our, our CEO and the Good person morning. who's going to know stuff today, whereas I'm just here to introduce uh, Wayne and ask him some questions. If you have questions, please submit them in the little question tab on this on this webinar. Uh, we'll eventually get around to them, but first we got to start with our, you know, our little pre-programmed type stuff that is uh, some things we went over during the conference. So first of all, Wayne, hi. How you doing, Brian? I am doing right. all right. Good. Just a little nervous. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're going to Yeah, that is all the time. Um, okay. So let's just start off with the most basic of questions. You went to the ARA show last week. I, I saw you there. Uh, how do you think it went? Well, I think it, it was, I think this is the first, um, what we'd call post-pandemic uh, ARA show. And I think that it was really great seeing everybody. Uh, they haven't released the numbers yet about how many people were there, but uh, definitely uh, there were a, a lot more people than were there in Vegas um, a couple of years ago. And so um, I think that's great to get kind of back to normal. And uh, you just can't, you can't um, put a value on seeing somebody face-to-face, looking them in the eye, shaking their hand, giving hugs. Um, that's, so we've, we've all missed that. So I, th- I think it was awesome. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you're excited to see all these people, but, you know, you'd like to see more people all, all the time. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you were out there a little bit earlier than, than some of us. Uh, we were setting up the booth. You, you were at the actual like conference part of, of the ARA show, and, and the theme was the future of rental. I know we sponsored the future of equipment rental yep. education track. Uh, what do you see as some of the key things to look for in the future of rental? Uh, and uh, again, let's stick to the near future rather than the the long term future where Skynet uh, destroys us all. <laughs> yeah, w- maybe we're in the wrong industry if um, if you're afraid of Skynet. Uh, maybe we're the ones that are going to bring Skynet to the rental industry, right? Let, um, let's make it like a benevolent Skynet. <laughs> benevolent Skynet. Okay. Um, well, I, you know what I would say is that. Um, the rental industry in a lot of ways mimics the retail industry. And so I, I would say in general that the rental industry is say five years behind the retail trends. And so I think if you want to see what, what the rental environment is going to look like in five years, just look what's happening to uh, the retail environment. And so, you know, there's still plenty of retail environments that look like they've looked for the last, 20 years, but there's a whole bunch of retail environments that are um, pushing out um, further. And so I think um, a lot of what's happening today, you know, maybe it's pandemic, maybe it's not, but it seems like, um, you know, we had 
we had boundaries. We had, you know, here's a work day. Um, the weekends are the weekends, you know, places are closed on Sunday. And I think those boundaries have just been obliterated in the last couple of years where, um, you know, a, a workday is 24 hours a day. I mean, you could be working at, at midnight. You can be working at 8 a.m. It, it doesn't matter. Um, the, the, the days of the week doesn't matter anymore. People are working seven days a week um, one way or the other. And so um, I think that those have been obliterated. Uh, what's the definition of work is, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm actually at my house today. So, you know, my, my work going to work was walking down the hallway to my office. Um, so, you know, what an actual, what it means to go into work doesn't make, um, make the same sense that it did before. Um, if you say I'm going to order something five years ago meant that, you know, you were going to go down to Walmart or Target or something and pick it up. And today that means, you know, you're going to pick up your phone and you're just going to order that from Amazon on your phone. Um, right when you need it, it's going to be delivered to you. Um, I think Amazon started this concept that you don't pay for shipping anymore. Shipping's, shipping's free. You know, I, the last time you went and actually paid for shipping, it probably said, hmm, boy, maybe I should go order this from, from Amazon or somebody else. Um, and then social media is, I mean, it is the place that, that you connect between, you know, businesses and consumers. So whether that is to complain, um, you know, occasionally it is to say good things about people um, or whether it's about, um, advertising or interacting with businesses, that's all social media. And so, so those are the type of things that are happening um, today. You know, you look at um, um, Amazon opened several stores that are, are totally without uh, about front facing employees. I mean, there's still somebody that's stocking the shelves, but as far as, you know, checkouts, um, you know, that's to the extreme. You go to a um, grocery store or Target or any of those things, you're expected to check out your own stuff these days. And, you know, there's, you know, if you go to Walmart, there's 40, um, there's 40 registers, but only two of them are open. And so you're expected to do your own checkout, um, self-service. So, um, you know, those are all trends, future trends that I see that we'll be having to deal with in the rental industry as well. Yeah, I'm familiar with uh, the, as someone who managed our social media, I'm familiar with the, the fun of uh, people <laughs> reaching out on there. Like I, I can't help yep. you in marketing. Um, so I assume that we're doing something to to help rental companies meet those needs of just creating a more a more contactless, frictionless uh, environment to to transactions. Uh, so what are we doing to to help rental companies? Yeah. So I mean, uh, th these are these are topics that um, that rental companies have heard for years and and um, heard from Point to Rental as well, but you know, mobile first. I mean, everything is mobile. And, you know, when we, uh, when I was um, presenting at the future of equipment rental, that was part of the thing I was talking about. It's like, you know, the, 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 the computer that's in somebody's pocket is, you know, hundreds or maybe thousands of times more powerful than the many mainframes we were selling. You know, when I started with point rental 30 years ago, these big, huge boxes that, you know, weighed, um, 150 pounds had to be shipped in on pallets. Um, you know, what, what you have in your pocket is way more powerful. And so it, uh, it's so mobile first that while you're answering your first question, like the, our, our little web webinar platform, tried to switch my microphone to my, <laughs> to my phone's <laughs> microphone. It's like, whoa, let's not be that mobile first. 
Well, I, I was wondering what was going on. There was a lot of noise coming, so so now we have a reason. So um, so anyway, so mobile, um, you know, um, uh, being able to do mobile, and that's both sides. So you know, you know, most of our customers are B two B or B two C, um, and so when we talk about mobile, we're not only talking about mobile for the employees. So we're talking about the um, the driver, we're talking about the, um, the the yard guy, we're talking about the mechanic. Um, you know, all, all these different functionality we're talking about having mobile as employees of the rental company. But we're also talking about mobile for the consumer, and so the 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 job site um, the job site manager, the the um, um, requisition guy over at a construction company, all those guys they also want mobile, right? So they they want to be interacting with the rental company in a mobile first manner as well. So it's it's both sides of that. And then, you know, e-commerce e is, is just huge. Um, you know, I remember, I remember, well, I don't even know how many years ago it was then we, we launched our, our, our hosting of websites. And back then, you know, what we first had to do is convince somebody that they actually even needed a web presence. I mean, this, that was the first sell. And then once we finally sold them that, oh, their company needs a web presence, then, then we would, could sell them about how our features helped them and what we were going to do um, to help them. But um, today, you don't have to have that argument anymore. I mean, everybody knows that if you don't have a web presence, um, you know, you, you might as well not exist um, consumers, especially if you're, uh, you're B2C. And so, um, so, so having, having those e-commerce um, um, aspects, uh, we've actually now have an entire team that is only concentrated on e-commerce. And so um, we're quite excited by that. And then, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard of this little thing, it's called, um, it's called the internet. And um, hmm, the internet, um, you, you've heard of that. So when, when you talk about hosting, so, you know, in, in the past, you, you would have your own, You'd have your own computer, right? You'd have you'd have your PC, and on that PC, you'd have Microsoft Outlook installed on that PC, and you would go to that PC to get to get your email. You would you would write your documents in, in Word, and that, that existed on that computer, and and you know that just isn't how it works anymore. It, all those things have been pushed to the cloud, and so your your documents are in the cloud, your emails in the cloud, your your calendars in the cloud, contacts, and so. Uh, the cloud gives a lot of a lot of benefits as far as being able to access stuff from anywhere at any time, and and so um, you know being able to to do our product um, in the cloud um, is a, is a pretty big deal. So you know Rental Essentials has been a cloud-based product since its inception, and that's it was cloud native, and um, and Rental Elite is a is one of our newer products, and so we're we're taking the same technology that we have in Rental and pulling that into rental elite to be um, cloud-based as well. And so, um, so those some of the things that we're working on to, to handle the, the ever-changing landscape of, um, of consumer demands. All right. Well, uh, I want to ask you some follow-up questions about each of those. Um, you, you obviously mentioned mobile first, and I was looking up some stats. I, I did a little bit of research for this one. I, I normally I I just go into these for with nothing, but I mm -hmm. I did discover that according to some you know research, I guess eighty five percent of American adults have a smartphone, and a lot of us are are on them too much based on our our usage reports. 
Uh, yep. so, so we're expecting companies to make apps and websites that are designed with us in mind. Um, what's Point of Final doing to provide a good experience for mobile users? Because obviously there's a lot of different uh, experiences you can have. There's, there's varying levels of usefulness on mobile. What, what are we doing to make sure our, our experience is good? Yeah. Yeah, so w we've actually been doing quite a bit of work um, on our development teams and a lot of things that I'm quite excited by. But um, I mentioned already that we, we now have an e-commerce team that, that's dedicated to e-commerce. And, um, and we also have a mobile team that's dedicated to mobile. And we've had that team for a bit, but um, um, one of the things that our mobile team has done is it's created a platform. And so this platform, um, as, as our customers would see it, they would see that as POR1. So that's our POR1 platform. But it, it is so much more than what than just simply the app that you're seeing. And so, um, so in the past, uh, you know, we have three different RMSs, rental management systems. So we have three different um, systems and we have, you know, three different teams. And those teams would each work on, on their part of, of that RMS. And they were, they were separated and, and disjoined, right? And so um, one of the things that we're doing is we're pulling those together, what we call GAPI, Global API. And so we've created um, in Point of Rental a global API. And so it's the point of rental platform, basically. And so um, when we talk about POR1, POR1 is actually talking to Gappy. Um, and so Gappy now talks to any one of our three RMSs. And so it doesn't matter which product you use, POR1 is able to, to bring value to you. And so what that allows us is instead of having three different separate teams that are working on little projects for mobile, across those three teams, we have a big team and that is just concentrated on mobile and it can bring the best uh, feature set um, that we can to mobile. And so, you know, I, I we were at the, at the rental show and at the rental show there was, I don't know, 40 different software companies out there um, selling rental, rental management software. You know, our team for mobile alone is bigger than, you know, three quarters of all those teams, develop, entire development team, right? So we're able with our resources to put together a, a lot of effort towards um, concentrated on one, one thing like mobile. And then it helps all of our RMSs across there. And so um, with, the, with Gappy, we're able to have real-time communication. So, um, so what used to be a delay of, you know, maybe that's an hour, maybe that's 15 minutes before information would be um, given to um, anybody sitting on the phone. It's like, oh, it hasn't updated yet. You got to wait. Well, now with Gappy, all of that's real time. So all of that, when, when you're looking at information, you're seeing that in real time um, for, you know, if you make a payment on the counter, somebody on their phone sees that two seconds later. So there, there's no delay uh, in that process. And so that's really a game, game changer on that. Um, you know, the other thing that we just released in POR1 is, is offline capabilities. So as great as these phones are, um, you know, my family's from Oklahoma and I, I go up there quite often and, and I can tell you exactly where the dead spots are <laughs> between driving from Dallas up to Ada, Oklahoma. And it's like, if you want to, if you want to get your emails in, you got to get your emails in before you get to, you know, to, to Henrietta and uh, if you, uh, because there's going to be a, a 20 mile range that you just have no internet available. 
that's what's happening in the real world, right? There's, there's these dead zones. So you get a, a delivery driver or a service tech mechanic that goes out on site and he's out on site. And now there's, there's no internet available to him. Well, you know, previously that meant he just has to remember, or he's got to get out of, you know, remember a pen and paper. Are you, you, you old enough to remember pen and paper? I, I, I'm an old guy. I like, I like the pens and papers, even though I, I know we're trying to move paperless. I, I'll, I'll get there someday. So, you know, they'd have to pull out pen and paper, they'd have to write it down. And then when they get back into, you know, um, the modern world, they could do it. Well, um, with PR1, we just released offline capabilities. So now, now they can go ahead and update their phone, even if they don't have internet. And then once they get back into internet, um, then all those things, those tasks that they'd put in there would be um, updated automatically. So, um, so those are um, some of the things that we're working on. Yeah, I was going to say that does sound like it, it will be a lot more useful because, uh, you know, a, an app is only as useful as where, where it's useful, I guess. If you have to do all the paperwork <laughs> anyway, then it's kind of, why, why, yep. why do I have this? Yeah, in fact, we just, um, we just re uh, released the POR1 earlier this year, and that was our show special, um, was POR1. So um, for those people that are interested in, um, you know, a, a mobile app for, for their delivery drivers and for their um, yard techs, for taking um, condition photos, for knowing what their routes are, for inventory counts, uh, you know, all, all this stuff. Um, yeah, I think they got a special spell going on. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was going to bring that up at the end. We were going to do specials at the oh, end. Oh, sorry. You know, sorry. special, special available through uh, March 31st, 50% off through for <laughs> six months. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the to the e-commerce uh, stuff that you were talking about. Uh, weirdly enough, also 85% of global customers shopped online in 2022. I don't know if I'm just, if all my research was like at 85%.com or or something, but apparently Well, you do know that 85% of all statistics are made up. Mm, that, that might be the thing. But anyway, a lot of people shopped online in, in 2022 as you can imagine. Uh, what do you see happening in the rental industry as far as making it easier to shop online? Are we, are we starting to get a lot more pickup in this industry? Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, it's like I mentioned earlier that, you know, however many years ago, 15 years ago, we were having to convince people they needed an online presence. Uh, today, people understand that they need an online presence. And so, you know, there's there's hardly any consumers today that don't think about utilizing the internet for something, right? And so, um, you know, like I, I can remember years ago having conversations with my brother who has a rental store in Ada, Oklahoma, and um, how you know, hey, you you need to have this, you know, you need to have this um, website. And you know, his thing was, well, everybody here knows knows what we have. It's a small town, everybody knows what we have, and and I'm like, but what you're really doing is when somebody from New York is coming to Ada to build a, a Chili's or whatever, uh, they don't know what you have. And so the first thing they're going to do is they're going to go online to say what's out there, what's available. And if you don't have that online presence, then they're just going to move on to, um, to the next person. And that's how United and Sunbelt continue to grow is because they have great online presence. Um, and people's like, oh, well, I'll just rent it from United. So um, the independents have to work really hard to get their name out there. They have to use SEO to get um, when you when you search for Ada, Oklahoma, that you're you're going to get that rental store, not, you know, not a, a national chain. Um, but but consumers, that's that's the first thing they're thinking about is, is Internet. 
And, you know, there's a lot of, a, a lot of debate that we've had with a lot of, of our customers about whether or not you, you put rates on the website or not, and whether you put availability on the website or not. Um, and so there's a lot of questions about that. But, you know, you know, my argument is I'm as a consumer, if I go, if I'm looking for a widget and I go search and I find somebody that says, oh, I've got a widget, you know, call 1-800-whatever to find out what the price is. You know, I just hit back and click on the next one and um, wait till I find somebody that's going to tell me what that price is, right? Um, and so while we, in the rental industry, we want to be careful that we're not creating a, you know, um, what do they call it? For, first to the bottom, right? We're not trying to create a situation where we're like, hey, I got a lower price by a dollar. I got a lower price by a dollar and, and creating it. We don't want to create that. Um, you know, we bring, rental companies bring huge value um, from service. And so, you know, an independent can always um, compete on service um, against anybody, right? If you got great customer service, you're, you're, you can compete against them. Um, so it's not all about price, but it, it's just more and more that that's going to be um, what it is. Um, you know, when I think about web presence in the first place, you know, I, I think that there's like four levels of web presence, right? So uh, what I would call level one is level one. Level one is um, basically they just they just have a, a landing page. That landing page says, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm Wayne's Wagon Rental, and here's my hours, here's my location. Call this number." And and, and okay, I got a web presence, um, but it's nothing too much more than say a yellow page ad that has a phone number to call, right? Yeah, I like that you're taking it really old with Wayne's Wagon Rental. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um. The, the dev guys, I, I don't know. I don't know if they went and looked it up. For whatever reason, Wayne, you know, when you're looking at babies' names, Wayne means wagon maker. Hmm, I don't know what. Uh, I've never made a wagon actually, but um, anyway, the dev, the dev environments, um, the test environments are Wayne's wagon rental. So, um, okay. So anyway. uh, level two um, would be um, where you list your items. Um, your your specifications, some pictures, and maybe pricing. So that goes back to that question of whether whether you do or don't list pricing. But that's that's kind of a, a level two where it's 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 an online catalog. You have an online catalog. Um, level three is where you, you actually have an e-commerce site where not only do you have the landing page that has your information, you also have the catalog that has your items, but it also has a shopping cart where you can select those items. Um, you can create, you know, multiple items. You can check for availability on certain dates. You can um, get the entire price that here it is with damage waiver, environmental fees, taxes, delivery, all that kind of stuff, and pay for it. So, you know, that's a level three um, web presence. And then, you know, what I would call level four is, you know, all the above, plus you have a, a whole consumer portal um, interactive site. So now, the consumer can self-service on, you know, show me all my statements, show me all my invoices, show me what I have out on rent, um, show me, um, you know, I, I can request service on my items. I can, um, I can uh, call items off of rent. I can make payments on things. Um, I can message the accounts receivable or I can message a service tech. You know, that's a, that's a whole, now you've got a, a, an entire web presence where, your consumers are able to 
um, really interact with you um, on their terms, their timeline, their days of the week they're working, the information that they want at their fingertips, self-service. So um, I, I have now totally forgotten what question you asked me, but. Uh. That's, that's all right. I appreciate you breaking things down into tiers. Uh, tiers, you know, I, I like a little order to, to some things. So what is, obviously it seems tier four is, is the place to be. Uh, tier, tier one, mm, you know, not so great. Yep. So what, what are we doing to help people get up those tiers to, to tier four so they're able to compete with a lot of the, the national, international chains? Yep. So um, I don't even now know what it was. Probably about two years ago, we, we acquired a company called Rental Hosting. Uh, Rental Hosting has always been, um, I don't know, a sister company to us. We, 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 we helped them. They helped us, but it was a separate company and um, had its own separate teams, its own separate supports and policies and everything. And so we acquired them two years ago. Um, and it, anytime you acquire any company, it takes a while to get things in place and um, processes kind of um, merged together. But, um, you know, we're at that place now where, where our dev teams are integrated um, into rental hosting. So, you know, when we talk about our e-commerce teams, we're actually talking about um, you know, the, the rental, what used to be the rental hosting team, they're part of our e-commerce team and, um, and our support and implementation, they're part of, um, our, our broader teams and, and using our tools and stuff. And so, so we, so we have, we have our rental hosting historical, um, apps. Um, so that's the online catalog. Um, that's the, um, uh, the, the shopping cart. Um, and it's also a, um, a customer portal. So have a lot of those features. Well, you know, we're, we're in the process of redoing a lot of those things with the newer technology and, and with the team. So like, um, you know, we're about to release, or I guess we're in beta on our, um, the new form of our consumer portal. And that new form of the consumer portal uses that gappy I talked about earlier. And so with that, um, you know, a customer, you know, our customer's customer, a consumer can log in at, at midnight and get real time information. And so like if maybe not midnight, they will log in at three o'clock. So if somebody makes a payment um, on the counter at three o'clock in the afternoon and the customer just goes into their account and says, show me what, what I got. Boom. It's it's showing that that payment's been made. That it's instantaneous. Um, the consumer can make the payment. On, on the consumer portal and it's like, hey, I want to pay this and they pay it and instantly it's paid over on the counter system. And so the, the interaction with Gappy is, is all real time. And so, um, so we're, we're quite excited about the capabilities that that um, um, brings to um, the consumer. That's good. I, I've spoken to a lot of customers and they seem to like um, being able to receive payments uh, as, as efficiently <laughs> as possible. It, so, it is so that's probably good. pretty high on the list. When you want a refreshing software experience with no calories, no sugar, and no preservatives, try Point of Rental Software. It's good for your business, and it always leaves a great taste in your mouth. Point of Rental. Let's let's get into the cloud environment. You mentioned the internet. Um, I, I believe it's going to catch on. So, so um, what? Good invest there. Yeah. What's you mentioned that there are so many benefits to being on the cloud and doing a lot of your 
your work on the internet. So what are some of those benefits um, as opposed to hosting your own server and ha having all that in your office? Right. So, so rental companies are in business to rent stuff, right? That, that is what they're in business for. I hope and so. so <laughs> um, and so, you know, a lot of times when you, when you host your own server, you, you now, you know, you either have somebody could be full-time depending on the size, or you could have somebody that is um, doing this part-time. And so the time that they're spending, um, you know, updating the server, um, updating the router, putting security patches on, on routers. I mean, there's, there's always somebody out there trying to do something nefarious, right? And, and um, keeping the software updated, um, making sure um, everything's working together and, oh, hey, um, our, our battery died on our RAID controller and so our server's down. Um, you're talking to a customer actually at the ARA show that that actually happened to them. Just the battery on their RAID controller in their server went down. Specialty battery, he was, he was down for several days while he's waiting for the specialty battery to get in so he could put into the RAID controller. They don't just run on double A's? I, I guess not. And so, you know, the, all those things add up to time, energy, uh, you know, uh, uh, emotional expense that, that the rental company spending on their hardware um, part of their business that they don't want to be doing that, right? They would rather have um, that person be doing something that would be um, more move their, um, their business forward and benefit that. So, in a, in a cloud environment, you know, guess what? You know, we have, I, I don't even know off the top of my head, we probably have 20, 20 people in our IT, IT part of the department that that's all they're doing is making sure that all the systems are up and the, and the systems are secure and that, um, that, you know, we're not getting Russian hackers in there and that, um, that the, the software is updated, the security patches are put in, um, all that stuff is now put on us to do. And you know what? That's, that's the business we're in, right? So, you know, we have professionals that have, you know, decades of experience doing exactly this that are running, um, you know, these departments and stuff. And so um, from an economies of scale, it's a heck of a lot better to put that stuff on us than to have that and then, you know, ultimately when you, you know, we're, we're hosting through um, a combination of mostly AWS, but we have also some on, on Microsoft as well. And so, you know, these are companies that that is their business that they're doing hosting on that. And, you know, they have massive, um, you know, billions and billions of dollars that they've spent on the infrastructure. And so when we look at, you know, a, a rental company in Ada, Oklahoma, that, you know, has a piece of hardware that they bought from someplace that they're trying to keep up and everything. It, it just, you know, the economies of scale aren't there. So um, it really allows a rental company to focus on what they want to do and not um, on what they have to do. Sounds good. That, that reminded me, uh, I, I didn't really get into it on the mobile side of things. Obviously we focused on the, the benefits for drivers and the ability to get information out in the field. How does it also help um, the people in the back office to, to have all of this mobile functionality and all of it um, being able to update so much sooner. Yeah, so uh, from a back office standpoint, um, you know, 
you, you get a you get a um, you get a service guy, um, yard guide that's that's sending out a piece of equipment. He's able to take his his phone and he's able to punch in the hour meter right there. He punches that in, that goes in and pushes directly to um, to the counter. And now they don't have to wait for you know the guy to write down on a piece of paper that piece of paper now you know either given to the customer or the guy has to walk up front and that the guy at the counter is sitting there waiting for the hour meters it's, it's on the screen it's like what the hour meter i don't know what the hour meters are i just got to wait for it and so um so that just comes immediately right um uh you can do time tracking on, on your on your phone so it's like oh I'm, I'm working on a work order and you time track that and so um the back office is able to just immediately and instantly know how many hours that we need to charge for um you know whether that's an internal or a customer facing work order um they can put those costs to that because that's automatically updated um through that app the you know service guy out in the field he's he's able to you know update those work orders or update the the notes he's able to you know send notification to somebody like hey we're going to need x y or z all that becomes real time so from a back office um you get rid of all this paper that moves around. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure everybody that's on this call knows that, you know, the likelihood of getting that piece of paper from the service guy out in the field that he's written some notes down, you know, when he comes back into the office, typically the last thing he's thinking about is taking those notes and, and go enter them into the computer. And so many people will have a person that's at their company, that the service guy comes in, he hands some hand scribbled notes to the person um, sitting in the office. And then that person has to try to figure out what those notes are, type them in and put those in. Well, you know, that process takes time. And, you know, 85% of the time I hear um, uh, doesn't get done. Mm, I'm seeing some of the flaws in, in my own uh pen and paper note things. Cause yeah, I definitely have a situation where I'll, I'll write it down and then I'll look at it like a day later and be like, what was this for? And, and that <laughs> yeah. seems yeah. like, can you imagine problem. giving your notes to somebody else? Yeah. That seems, even seems even worse. Okay. Let's, let's go ahead and just get to state of the union at, at point of rental stuff. Um, you know, some people would come up to the booth and say, Hey, what do I get when I pay for support? And, and I was thinking that um, we we could also use this to talk about some of the changes that have we've made recently in support, and and some of the things that are are coming up in the next year or so, some of the stuff that's yep. you know in the process of becoming. Yep. So I, I think I probably have to preface this question with um, a little bit of history. So, um, so point of rental for many years um, sold what was called perpetual licenses just like basically every other software company, they sold perpetual licenses. You actually bought the license uh, for point of rental, say in 2010. Then you would pay a support and maintenance uh, fee um, monthly or yearly that would give you support, but it also give you the ability to update your software. And those two went hand in hand. So if you stop paying for support, you also stop paying for updates. So you know, we have many customers that are running version 2010 of our software still out there today, um, and and they don't pay us anything. They they bought the license, but they're still on 2020, so or 2010. They're, all the things that we've done, all the new features, they're not getting any of that. 
So starting in 2016, we changed over to a subscription model. Like most software today is all subscription model. So in a subscription model, you're paying for the use of the software. You don't pay a huge amount up front, you just pay a monthly amount. And that is the use of the software and maintenance. So for anybody that's bought since 2016, they're getting the updates already in, um, in the software. Then we have an optional support, which is, hey, I can call in a number and I can talk to somebody that I have questions for. So, so there's a little bit of nuances of when you say what somebody get for support. It depends on what, what era they bought in. But overall, um, you know, the support has a, has a whole bunch of parts to it. And so like, I think you've asked also, what are we doing in support? So in the, in the last, um, I guess it's about a year and a half. So I was going to say, remember after post COVID like time, it's, there's no right. concept of it just <laughs> since COVID. Yeah. Since COVID. So we've hired a new um, head of customer experience. And so we're working on several things simultaneously. So uh, one of those is our L and D. And so L&D stands for learning and development. And the learning and development team has developed an entire, um, uh, I don't even know what we call it, a uh, thing called ULEARN. Um, it's not a module. I don't know what it's it is. Let's call it a platform. Platform, ULEARN. And so in ULEARN, um, it has videos of how-to videos. It has knowledge base of, you know, I, I have a question. Go, let me go see some documents that have that. Um, and it also has um, interactive um, courses where you can actually take a course on how to use Point of Rental. It, it goes through, teaches you, and then has questions to see whether you pass that course or not. And you can assign those courses to your employees and then see how they do um, on that and, and you know, basically get certified, right, to, to use different aspects of Point of Rental. So that whole platform is part of the support package where you, you can you have access to to all of those things. Um, we also have our, our traditional um, phone or email support. And one of the things that we just added probably three months ago is a uh, customer support specialist. I think is the CSS. I think is the term for that. And and those those people are are tasked with triaging our calls. So um, you know we get thousands of calls i mean I, I don't i don't know that people understand how how many calls that we get um into point of rental um for yeah when we say when, they when we say we have five thousand customers it's like five thousand businesses and then each of those have one to several locations and each of those have several employees so there are many many people using point of rental right we, we have a ton of people using point of rental and and those people they like to talk to us. <laughs> they like to call and, and talk to us, you know, just tell us how great we are. That's usually what they call for. Just like, I, I woke up this morning and I just want to let you know that I love Point of Rental. They're great. That's you should start doing that on the, social media because I love seeing those. 85% of our calls. Yeah. But the 15% that aren't those, um, you know, they can range from hard to easy, right? But what was happening is um, we were getting all these calls in. Everybody's backed up helping whatever. And so people, you know, are sitting waiting on the phone forever, or they'd have to leave a message and, and a callback. And so callbacks are horrible. You know, we, the person's not available and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, we added this new uh, CSS 
here and and they're there to, to try to answer the phone as fast as possible and they're able to handle you know maybe 10 percent of the questions like hey how do i how, how do what do i type in for my um my login oh well you should be given a a user id and you type that user ID. oh okay. so, you know simple questions like that but they're really there to triage and so it's like oh this is actually an it problem or this is this is a system down we need to get that to tier two or this is a a reporting problem i'll get those to reporting and so they triage those and then send it to the proper person so in it really cuts down on the time waiting for the right person to get to it. And, you know, it's, it's not perfect. You know, I, I, we talked to some people at the area show. It's like, you know, I had six different people reaching out to me, you know, making sure that things were all right. Okay. Well, that's one aspect. I'm glad that six people cared and we're trying to reach out to help this guy, but this guy's like, I just want, just let me talk to one person. I, you know, I'll, I don't want to have to repeat my, my question six different times. So, um, so we're doing that. Um, we're also, um, uh, is this the, I guess, consulting as well? I, I can't remember um, where I'm supposed to talk about what, but uh, we also just started in January our consulting arm under support. And the consulting arm isn't about just how to click here, where to click here. It is about, you know, being on site, looking at processes and seeing how your processes are going. And, um, and how we can um, tweak the processes using technology to make it the most efficient as possible. And um, so that's part of our um, consulting um, part. And then, um, and of course, we have our trainers um, that you know, can do, uh, we do like two hour blocks online. So if you have a question about how to use purchase orders, great, well, we can set up a two hour block online to uh, train on purchase orders. Um, and we can have trainers come on site as well. Um, but you know, post pandemic, I think we learned that uh, most of that training can be done remotely. Yeah. Uh, you, you did bring up the, the consulting a little bit. And for those people who didn't listen to my podcast with Sean Connors, uh, last month, um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Cause I, I actually spoke to one of our customers who went through it yesterday, loved the whole process, but really it's not even about. The software. The software is like a very, very small portion of it. Um, we're sending out people with a lot of rental experience to help, um, you know, rental store owners look at their process from uh, a third-party point of view. Um, right. Yeah, we definitely, um, you know, we, we want to highlight that consulting is not training. That's not what the goal of this is. If you have a question like, you know, how, how do I, how do I credit no, I, I charge too much for fuel and I want to do a refund on the fuel. That, that's not, that's not what consulting is about. That, that's a training, that's a support question. Consulting really is about how to make your business uh, more efficient and how to help that bottom line overall in your business. And so um, I, I was pretty excited in, um, yeah, at the Eratio, we, we talked to at least two to three people that have recently sold out to one of the national chains and, and those people are kind of sitting around twiddling their thumbs saying, Hey, what is it you know, I want to do? And I'm like, we've got a great opportunity for you. You know, would you like to be, you know, a point of rental consultant? So these are people who have, you know, 40 years in the rental industry, you know, 10, 20 with point of rental as well using point of rental. But these are people that really know the business have built great successful businesses that have now sold to, 
somebody. And so I, I think we're looking to build that team out to really people that can really impact the industry on how to make um, people have, have uh, better, better rental companies and, and better businesses in general. And technology is part of how you're going to do that. But that's, um, but it's not a training on how to use point of rental. It's a, it's a really looking how your business can be better. Okay. Um, I, I do want to get to uh, attendee questions soon. So we'll, we'll wrap up with this. Uh, what are you excited about sharing with people in the near future here at point of rental? Since we're talking about the future. You know. Yeah. So, so I, I have kind of mentioned some of this is that, you know, we've totally revamped the way, that we're doing our development teams. And so um, uh, I don't know how much will get heard outside of point of rental, but inside all, all you hear about is, is what's called micro applications. And so micro applications is the ability to make a small part of a program and make it in such a way that it's in a, a reusable container. And so, um, so like we talked about how Gappy is, um, uh, global API, how that's being used. We, we write it once as a container and then any of our RMSs can use it. Well, basically it's the same thing. Not only can any of our RMSs use it, basically anybody from an outside could use it too. So when we start talking about public APIs where um, you have a business where you're like, hey, I want to do X, Y, or Z that Point Rental doesn't do, or I want to integrate with this company over here. Now you can use one of these um, public APIs or one of the, the micro applications as being a reusable component that can do that. And so, so we're revamping our entire development team instead of around, you know, an RMS around one particular product, we're, we're, we're revamping them to be around micro applications. And so um, that micro application can be used by anybody. So it's no longer, you know, you don't think of yourself, oh, I'm a, I'm a Serex programmer or Elite programmer or Essentials programmer. I'm I'm a point of rental programmer that I'm working on uh, features that are going to move the entire industry forward, and so that really allows us to get um, code out faster. It allows for more maintainability, um, easier interface for any third party or you know one of our customers to do it. So I think it's going to be revolutionary in the way that point of rental does does its development, um, and so so that actually. Our new consumer portal that I was saying is in beta right now. Um, the consumer portal is part of that that foundation where we have teams working on portions of those micro applications, like consumer login. Um, you know, that's that's a micro application that can be reused as a as a container for any of our products. So, um, so these so, so these changes are going to be kind of like going from like, hey, here's a cool toy, to something like Legos, and it's like, hey, you can. You can build this the way you want it. You can connect it with a bunch of other stuff. You can build whatever you yep. want out of this thing. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really exciting, and you know, it it, it just you know, long term, it is about a point of rental platform, not about a point of rental particular product, but it's about a platform, and that platform will be accessible across um, anybody in the industry. Um, so, pr pretty neat um, way that we think about um, you know evolving part of technology and our software in the industry. Awesome. Well, I'm excited about it. Hopefully some of our, our uh, attendees are. Uh, we do have at least one question now. If, if anyone else wants to put their questions in the question tab, then we'll, we'll get to them. We have a, a few minutes. Uh, first of all, Marinelle Popst says, 
for longtime customers on their own servers, how hard is it to switch to the cloud environment? So, um, so easy and hard. So, um, as far as for the customer, it, it should be straightforward and it should be easy uh, to do that. Um, what I would say is, you know, in the end, there is a lot of things. Like if you've been a longtime customer and you've had it on-prem, there's probably a lot of things that you've done yourself with that server. Like, oh, I'm also running, you know, I, I'm running my lemonade stand off of that. And I'm also running this off of it. I'm doing this off of it. I have all these things that are connected to it. I have hardware connected to it. And so, um, you know, as with the internet, what happens when you go hosted is that that server's up, you know, sitting up in the cloud. And so like, if you think you're just gonna be able to plug in something into the back of the server and be able to use it like from a hardware standpoint, um, maybe a printer or something. Well, that just has an extra step now. So for a brand new customer, they wouldn't notice anything different than it's just like, oh yeah, this is how I use this, how I use it. And they wouldn't set up their lemonade stand on the point of rental hosted server. They would just maybe put that on a PC or something like that, right? Um, for somebody who has, you know, 20 years worth of history where they have done a lot of that stuff, well, then that that could be a little bit harder to unwind that. And so basically what happens is you say, hey, I want to be hosted. The IT guys would get connected and, and do a discovery of, you know, what all are you using here and what all is that? And, um, and then there would be a thing that comes back like, oh, yeah, you're, you're straightforward. That won't be a problem. Or be like, okay, your lemonade stand, you're going to have to move that over to I think you're. I think you're overestimating the number of people who also run lemonade stands. But uh, <laughs> for, for Marinell, I do. I did get notified uh, while while Wim was talking that uh, our our webinar last month, I think, went into this in more detail. You can find it on the webinars page on our website. Um, and if you just like click to join, it'll download the video, and, and you can check that out. If if Wayne's answer wasn't enough for you, um, did, did that cover how to handle the lemonade stand? Though? Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll see if if Marino responds. Uh, Gene has a question: uh, Is there an end date for support on the, the expert platform? There, there is no end date. Um, so you know, we've um, I, point of rental has always been about um, continuing through technology and allowing somebody to continue to keep up with technology, but we've allowed it at their pace. So. When I started 30 years ago, we were on a, a, a platform called Alpha Microsystem as a, as a, a mini mainframe computer. And um, up to about COVID, we still had um, you know, a handful of customers that were still using the Alpha Microsystem. We haven't, hadn't sold it since you know, 2000, 2000, hadn't sold it since 2000. We still had people using it that probably bought it 10 years before 2000. Um, and we had a couple of them that were actually still paying us support where they would call us. Um, we, we have one guy left in the company that actually still knows that mini mainframe and would help people, um, on, on their questions. So from a historical standpoint, that's what this can look like is that, um, is that the product works for people and it, it might not make sense for somebody to say, I need to upgrade today. Um, in my opinion, 
you know, that that gap is going to continue to get bigger where we have more and more and more features on um, our newer products because we can do things like Gappy, right? We can't do Gappy with with expert. We can do Gappy with elite. And so, you know, getting that real time information is, is really huge and really critical. And so I think the gap's going to grow. And so there'll be some point that's like somebody's like, OK, there's, you know, there's a straw that broke the camel's back. I need to go ahead and update. But that might be many, many years from now. So there's no end date for that. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many tools that have been developed and so many developers that like, why would you learn the out, the outdated languages and, and that type of stuff? So it, it's much easier to find people that can work on these, these new platforms. Right. Yeah. It would be impossible to go find, well, maybe not. It'd be <laughs> unbelievably difficult to find an alpha micro programmer today to go, go change that code. Right. It just, it just don't <laughs> one of the five people. One of the five people. Okay. Does I, I don't see any more questions in, in the in the chat. So I think uh, given that I have some things to say. Uh, first of all, everyone, we, we talked a little bit earlier about consulting and you know just learning about the software. One of the good ways to do that is coming to our international conference. Uh, that will be October 1st through 4th this year in Fort Worth. Uh, you can register now at pointerfrontal.com slash IC2023. You'll save $200 over the regular price by registering before the end of March. And, and as we mentioned earlier, our POR1 basic, uh, our ARA show special is also available to anyone through the end of March uh, if you're interested in the, those mobile applications and how they can help you out. And, and don't forget to join my fellow pointers, Chip Cosby and Mark Jordan next month for a webinar about taking your company paperless. Uh, that'll help you eliminate waste while maintaining or even enhancing your ability to maintain information. Uh, we'll be sending links about that to your email next month. So look out for those. And while I was yammering, uh, Avery has asked another question. So we'll, we'll go ahead and try to answer that real quick. So Avery wants to know, besides PR1, are there any new modules coming to Elite this year? Avery always asks those hard questions. Um, so um, the part part of our whole, you know, what product does at Point of Rental is creates roadmaps, and um, the roadmaps say here's what we're going to be doing, you know, in in quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, so on. And so, um, in general, um, the the things that are on the roadmap that I can think of off the top of my head, I um, I don't have it in front of me, but are are things like um, continued enhancements to the consumer portal, um, a, a, a new uh, catalog um, for using Gappy, um, so kind of a, the next gen in catalog, um, the e-commerce um, part of that. Um, I think they're looking at a, at a messaging app that's, you know, kind of like a, like a Uber Eats where it's notifying you when, when they're coming and when they're going to get there and, and kind of a two-way communication. Um, uh, for notifications to customers, um, and then there's there's a, a number of of micro applications that are on the roadmap that would all all impact um, elite, um, but I don't can't think of those. Yeah, off the yeah I was going to say I don't know if we're calling anything modules anymore. So I think that right. <laughs> if, if you want to say module, then no. But it, uh, micro applications and and other enhancements, I, I've. Yep. There's a lot of stuff on the roadmap. I don't, I don't remember any of it. At least you remembered a couple of them. Um, mm -hmm. 
So yeah, if, if there's no more questions, then I think we'll call this a wrap. Uh, thank you for joining me today, Wayne. And thanks for joining everyone who showed up. <laughs> <laughs>